It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. The Guy Benson Show Sunday Replay. The week's most interesting interviews with senators, commentators, and newsmakers. Giving you a replay just in case you missed it. The Guy Benson Show. We are live in Hollywood, Florida. The Patriot Awards are tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, foxnation.com. That's the exclusive home for the Patriot Awards tonight. You should watch. And it's exciting. As you might be able to hear in the background, the crowd is in, and they are loud. Thousands of them will be in the auditorium to my left here in just a few hours. It's going to be really, really exciting. Our website here at the program, GuyBensonShow.com. The podcast is always free. And the happy hour is sponsored, as always, by our friends at the Finnish Long Drink. It's really good. Refle- <laughs> refreshing. It is delicious. You've got to try it. TheLongDrink.com is their website. You can see where they're sold near you. Expanding all over the place. TheLongDrink.com. Always drink responsibly. 21 plus only, please. Well, I am joined now, sitting right next to me, by someone that perhaps you've heard of, if you're a Fox fan. Tucker Carlson is host of Tucker Carlson Tonight, weeknights, 8 p.m. Eastern on Fox News Channel. Also, Tucker Carlson Today and Tucker Carlson Originals at Fox Nation. You can find out more at foxnation.com or tuckercarlson.com. You're very busy. They have you doing many things, Tucker. I can't believe I'm on a show sponsored by a Finnish booze company. That is the coolest thing that's oh. ever happened to me. Well, I'm I, glad that we can be a I part of I love it. Finland. I'm actually part Finnish, and the Finns know booze. Like they do. They, <laughs> yeah, they do. And, and this has been the most popular alcoholic beverage there for like 70 years. It's <laughs> like Guinness that. is to Ireland as long drink is to Finland. And they sponsored the show, and it's really good. That it's, is so, it's such a great country. It's a, wonder, it's a wonderful country, I think. I want to start with just some, like, almost shop talk, because whenever I'm out meeting people and chatting with Fox viewers around the country when I'm traveling... Many times people ask about you. Oh, Tucker, what's he like? You know, his show, it's been such a huge success. It got me thinking, because you've been in this business for a while now. You've been at CNN, Crossfire. 26 years. The Bowtie Days and MSNBC, of course, and at Fox. Different roles here at Fox. Yeah, yeah. And now this primetime show that has just been like a rocket ship, this massive success. Not taking anything away from your prior successes at other networks and other shows. What is it about this show that you think has catapulted it to the level that it is? What's unique about it? Well, I don't have any sense of, you know, I'm, I'm the least self-aware person in the world by design. I think self-awareness leads to self-obsession, which leads to self-pity, which leads to misery. So I really try not to think about myself. Um, but if I'm being completely honest about it, I think it, it's pretty simple. Like I've hosted a lot of shows on multiple networks and it really depends on the network. You know, if you're hosting a, a show on a channel that nobody watches, then nobody's watching. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you host a show on Fox right now and speak to relevant issues. You can't but help get a big audience. And that's kind of so I'm not being falsely modest. I'm being sincere because I, I've lived it. I think it really has a lot to do with, you know, the 8 p.m. show on Fox is just an amazing piece of real estate. Um, I, I know that personally I'm 52, so I've really kind of run out of any interest at all in what liars say. So, for example, 20 years ago, if someone had ever called me a white supremacist, I think I would have been paralyzed with horror. 
because that's an awful thing to call someone. It's an awful thing to be, and I'm, of course, not. But now I real, I've realized, just having grown older, that like the people saying that don't mean it at all. You know, the first time someone called me that, I went on TV and said, no, actually, you know, I'm, I've got really pretty liberal racial views. I think we're all the same. Everyone's created by God. I'm a Christian. I think we have identical value. And I really mean that. And I do think that. And so I hope this clears it up. He's a white supremacist. And that's when I realized they don't care what you say. No, there's no they're, point in clearing There's, there's no point, right? So the only reason they're saying that is in order to control you through fear. And I'm just old enough that I'm not at all afraid. I know exactly who I am. I have weaknesses. That's just not one of them. Now, if they call me out of one of my weaknesses... If they're like, wow, like what? I don't know. We notice that you gain and lose 50 pounds a year. Like maybe you could get your, you know, snacking under control. That would probably hurt my feelings a little bit because that's totally real. <laughs> what's what's your worst like guilty pleasure? I mean, I, you know, I'll eat anything bad. Um, I think partly it's, well, it's just a lack of self-control or, you know, I write a lot. You know, that's essentially my job is to write. And so I think when, you know, you're totally absorbed in writing something every day, you kind of give yourself permission in a very self-indulgent way to eat crappy food and that's whatever. I mean, it's just, and part of it is just, just laziness, you know, rather than make a meal or go find a meal. You know, if someone were to put a bunch of Fig Newtons in my house, I'd probably eat them. It's like, here they are. Right. So, so, so but that's like an actual fault. Or sometimes I get mad, you know, I have a temper. That's a totally fair criticism and I take that seriously. But the other criticisms that are not real at all, they're not even close to real, I sincerely don't care. I just don't care. So that's a strength. If you don't care, and you that means you can't, they don't have a leash on you. Like, they, they're not controlling but you. But they try, of course. And there's this whole almost cottage industry. There's a whole group of people devoted, seemingly, to criticizing you and trying to get you fired and canceled you know, every day. Do you ever think about them when you're planning the program, like even to give them middle fingers on a nightly basis? No, or it's do you not funny. Think it's about funny. Them? If you knew how cut off I was by design, I don't think anyone would actually really believe it. But I just, I lead a very different kind of life. You know, I'm not interested in participating in that. I don't like the internet. I think technology is, for the most part, poison. I'm for MRIs, you know, <laughs> okay. I'm for chemotherapy. But in general, technology has not liberated us, it's enslaved us, and it makes people unhappy and it divides them from each other, and I just don't participate. You know, I don't like the internet at all. And I don't go there, I don't do social media, I hate social media. So how do you build a nightly show if you're cut off to Through some text extent? text message. Through text message. With, with your team? No, 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 with hundreds of people. So I get daily texts from probably a couple hundred at least people I know around the country, world really, who I've known for a long time, who've got good judgment, who are in different worlds, living different kinds of lives, who send me stuff, and that's the primary way that I understand the world. And it's almost like having a team of court. I know this sounds very weird, but it's 100%. Ask anybody who works with me, it's true. And um, and, I, and then in my private life, I really try and read books. I don't, I, I think the internet is so misleading. It gives, the Google gives the illusion of access to knowledge when in fact it's a tightly constrained world, constrained by people with the worst possible motives. You know, so if you want to understand what's happening in the world, read history, and I, I, I do. I mean, I have a lot of faults, but I do read every day book, you know, actual like paper. They're made out of paper. You put I've them on your chest. <laughs> so that's what it's so, so like I have no sense of it. So the only time I ever get any sense of it is, on you know, if I go into public with one of my kids and someone starts screaming at me, I'm like totally baffled by it. Why are you mad at me? But apparently there is quite a bit of opposition to our show, but none of it ever filters down to me at all. I and last thing I'll say is sure. I listen very, very carefully to the negative opinions of people I respect and trust. 
So it's not that I'm impervious to criticism. I take it very seriously. If my wife thinks I've done something wrong, man, I brood about it because I really care. I've been married 30 years. I really care what she thinks. My children, close friends, I have a couple producers who I'm very close to personally. I listen very carefully to them. So, but I, what I don't do is listen to people who aren't speaking in good faith, who are stupid or unwise or whose own lives are demonstrably disastrous. Like, why would I care what they think? Or like malignant on purpose. But they, they just have no demonstrated record of success. So like, would you buy real estate from a homeless guy? Would you invest with Bernie Madoff? No, then why would you take personal life advice from someone whose personal life is in disarray? Like, I would never do that because I'm not an idiot. So I listen to people who are impressive and there are a million people I know who are more impressive than I am and I listen very carefully to what they say. Um, but I'm absolutely not going to listen to like CNN. Why would I care what they say? I just, I literally don't care. You and I appeared on Gutfeld briefly together because you were having a debate, a formal debate with Greg about who the dumbest person on CNN was. Yes. And you had a very strong opinion on that. There was another network mentioned at one point and another uh, anchor these days at that network. And I believe you went out of your way not to mention her name. I will. You don't have to. But Nicole Wallace yesterday referred to or compared our network, Fox News, to terrorists. Yeah. And I wonder, you can you can engage with her or not, but with this wildly overheated rhetoric, I right. mean, what drives that? Do, do they believe it? Are they angry that we're Well, I haven't them, seen or? Nicole. I've known Nicole for, you know, more than 20 years. Nicole, when I knew her, was called Nicole Devonish, and she was a flack. She was a, you know, a, a spin person. She worked for Jeb Bush, who was then governor of Florida, and she was his, what do they call it, communications director or something. So people like that, you know, have their merits, have their values. They're not all evil or anything, but the, their job description is lying. They lie for a living. They'll say what they're told to say. They'll say what they have to say. They're not involved in even the theoretical pursuit of truth. And I don't think that she has changed her orientation ever since. Like, whatever drives Nicole Wallace. I mean, I find her unusually venomous and lacking credibility and repulsive, actually. But... That's just a gut reaction that I have because I've known her for so long and I respect her so little. But that whole category of people is really shocking to me. Look, you're on TV, okay? People, some percentage are taking you seriously. I, in my show, I'm afraid of what's happening in a lot of ways to the country and I say that. And I know that that probably freaks people out. But I really try not to make people more afraid than I think is warranted. Last night, for example, we did a piece on the riots of the summer of 2020, and we have a lot of footage of those riots. Mm -hmm. And some of that footage is so shocking, and I'll being blunt with you, so racially divisive that we don't put it on the air at, at my request, because I don't, it's real, but I don't want to give people the impression you that think this it's too is much. some hellscape. It's too much. And television is such a powerful medium. You can really evoke heavy-duty emotion in people. Television is not about conveying facts. It's about conveying feelings, emotion. So you should pause before you whip people into a frenzy. You really should. I don't always, and that's my fault, and I should. But I try to. Someone like Nicole Devinish, who has no record of achieving anything in her life. Like, Nicole, what's the sum total of, of Nicole Devinish's or whatever she's calling herself now? Like, she's just not an impressive person. So in place of actual achievement, she tries to be as extreme as she possibly can. I think in this moment, that's a moral failing. I mean it. Hmm. Let me ask you about a poll that I just saw. And it's interesting because what you do often on Tucker Carlson tonight and today and all the Tucker Carlson's yeah. is you will sometimes broach topics that others don't or won't. Yeah, right? of course. And, and something that has been discussed, and you know this, 
whispered about a lot, especially in D.C., is the health and the mental fitness of President Biden. Yeah. Now you have major pollsters actually asking questions I about know. it. And this Politico story has it's a 46-48 split. Is the guy uh, mentally sharp or the exact term was mentally fit for the job with 48 percent of plurality saying, no, he's not. It's interesting to see that conversation, which was very hush, sort of off limits for quite some time, starting to bubble up a little uh, bit more openly. I wonder what your thoughts are on that. Well, I'm so divided internally on the subject. I have such mixed feelings about it because, yes, he is going senile, obviously. And that, But just to tell you, I know that I've known Joe Biden for 30 years. I always liked Joe Biden for whatever it's worth. Very warm person. Never agreed with him, but I never hated him at all. I always liked Joe Biden. I know a bunch of members of his family, and I some a couple of them very well, and I knew for a fact that the cer certain members of the family were very concerned about his cognitive ability. They didn't expect him to get the nomination. Nobody did. And he got it, and they were freaked out about it. That's I'm not speculating. I know that for a fact. So I knew that the family believed he was in cognitive decline. So there's that, and that's news. That's news. On the other hand, I'm a human being. I'm 52. Like, I hope I make it to 78. I think there's nothing sadder than someone losing his mind. I think that's that I've awaits, seen it with relatives. Of course, right? people you really love. Yeah, I respect old people. That's the other thing. I just instinctively respect old people. They've well, been around longer. I aspire to be yeah, old. Exactly. Day, right? Thank you. Nicely put. I aspire to be an old person. And so to mock a man's senility is like, I'm not going to do that. I probably have because I've violated <laughs> a lot of my principles in the heat of the moment. But I try not to. I don't want to be that guy. I want to treat old people with respect, even if I you know, abhor what they're doing. And so I'm not coming out every night saying he's a vegetable. Well, first of all, he's not a vegetable, but he is in decline. Look, pull up tape from Joe Biden four years ago. It's a totally different man. So yeah. everybody knows it. I would just say as a political matter, I felt that his obvious, whatever you want to call it, the fact he was slowing down was one of the reasons he got elected because he seemed non-threatening. Mm -hmm. So he might be a little punchy. He's clearly not in his game. Whatever you, you know, however but you kind want of to safe, that. normal. Safe. Thank you. That's the word, safe. And I got that. I totally understood that. I knew why people voted for Biden. I definitely do. I'm not mocking them for voting for him. They were exhausted by Trump. They're not ideological. They didn't think about the ideas that Biden represents or that Trump represents. They're just like, Trump is freaking me out. I need to get to something calm. And that's why they voted Biden. I understand it. What, what we didn't understand is that Biden would be immediately taken over and used as a vessel by people who really have a hard ideological agenda that is... Yeah, how, how safe is it feeling right now? Not at all. And, you know, if Biden had come in and done things I disagree with, raised taxes or kept troops in Syria, I would have complained about it because I don't agree with those things. However, I wouldn't have been afraid, you know, if he had made good on his promise to try to unite the country, not demonize whole segments of the population on the basis of their VAC status. You know, the worst thing that Biden has done in office so far is that press conference where he said, we're running out of patience for you people who haven't had the vaccine. Really? First of all, people who are vaccinated, according to Pfizer's own numbers, are not living longer than people who aren't vaccinated. In fact, according to the Pfizer's, they're living a little shorter. They also are, according to the actual studies, slightly more likely to pass on the virus. So, like, I'm not saying there's no benefit to the vaccine. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is there's no basis upon which to demonize people who haven't been vaccinated and blame them for the freaking pandemic. That's totally evil that he did. That was totally evil. Talk about dividing the country. That's the worst thing I've ever seen a president do. I'm still mad about it. And no one wants to talk about the vaccines because, like, you don't want to be an anti-vaxxer. Well, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I've had a million vaccines. I'll probably have many more. My kids have had vaccines. But that is wrong. That is totally wrong. You cannot force people to take medical treatment against their will, period. Period. Not in this country. Because why would we stop with corona? 
What about HIV or tuberculosis or, do you know what I mean? Like, this is insane. And everyone's afraid to say it's insane. I'm not afraid because I'm, I, I don't care. It is insane. You're not afraid to say many things. But that's just, that's truly nuts. And we're going to wake up one morning and be like, I can't believe we lived through that. Why didn't we say something? It was all a dream, except <laughs> it wasn't. We're living it here at the Patriot Awards in Florida. It's good to see you, Tucker. Thanks for dropping by. Like, you got me all spun up, Guy Benson. I, had, as I was going to like wind him up and let him go. But we have a break. Tucker Carlson, Tucker Carlson tonight, every weeknight, 8 p.m. Eastern Fox News Channel. Good to see you, sir. Thanks for doing Thanks, this. Thanks, man. Super fun. Appreciate it. We'll be right back. It's the happy hour sponsored by The Finish Laundry on The Guy Benson Show. That was this week's edition of The Guy Benson Show Sunday Replay. For more Guy Benson Show, go to GuyBensonShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Cudlow on Fox Business is now on the go for podcast fans. Get key interviews with the biggest business newsmakers of the day. The Cudlow Podcast will be available on the go after the show every weekday at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.